Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Uncle Silverback here with you, back from the dead. I know many of you guys thought I pod faded. Hell, I, I probably technically did for a while. Anyway, today is Sunday. It's the 23rd of July, 2017. Won't that beat all? Anyway, I'm going to be able, I think, to get back in the swing of stuff. I have been putting out shows. If you listen to my other show, Firearms Cafe, I have been able to put out a few shows there. And so for me, because I do those on a semi-regular basis, it kind of, time gets away from you as far as, well, when did I last put this out? Because in your your mind, you kind of think, well, I get down and I get in front of the microphone and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it's been, geez, probably almost a year since I've done this. That's why I said, I've, in all reality, I probably have pod faded a little bit. But I, I do intend to come back. I still like doing the show. I know it's gone a little bit more sort of movie review and TV review centric and just that. Part of the reason why is that's because there's always a lot of content and stuff to talk about. And I enjoy talking about it. I don't know if this show will stray away and, and kind of become that. I still like to do product reviews and things like that. So anyway, let me give you my contact info if anybody's out there and still listening. If you'd like to contact me, i got a couple of different ways that you can do it. I have a, a uh, voicemail that's through Google Voice, so you're limited to about 90 seconds on the message. The number for that is area code 206 745 2731 206-745-APE-1 or if you'd rather send in an email and I can read that out for you or if you'd rather record your own audio and I can play that you can send that to me at thearmedape at gmail.com all one word thearmedape at gmail.com so let's talk a little bit well let's see I'm going to do a little bit of a mini review on a movie called Wild Tales. And this was an Argentinian movie that came out in 2014. And I stumbled across it. Oh, I was watching some movie trailers on YouTube or something. And I stumbled across a trailer for this. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, And uh, I subscribe through Netflix not only for streaming, but also to get the DVDs. And... It cost me, uh, what is it, about $17, $18 a month or something like that. And for me, it's well worth it because I I still get a lot of real oddball movies and things that they, they wouldn't stream this movie. Although the movie was quite good, but they're limited sometimes in what they can get. And sometimes there's uh, 
contract disputes or contract obligations or things like that where they can't stream it or maybe Hulu has it for a while or this, that, the other thing. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about that movie here in a little bit. So I wanted to talk a little bit about maybe some of the plans that I've got coming up for the show. Uh, The last few shows I've done have been primarily movie reviews. I still intend on doing, and you know, it's funny, I I still intend on doing product reviews, but it's funny, when I very first started this thing out, I thought, well, what I'd like to do is do some movie reviews, and then I'll talk about if there's anything that's kind of gun-related in it, I would go ahead and do that, and so... Uh, I started out with that, and then it kind of it started going a lot more toward product reviews. And if this is maybe your first time listening, the way I would do it is I had five basic questions where we would ask, well, number one, what is this thing designed to do? Number two, how well does it do it? Number three, what are its failings? Number four, what are modifications you'd like to see or improvements you'd like to see from the manufacturer? And then number five, is there a way that you could do modifications? And if and if you could, did you do them? And if you did do them, did they make it better? Did they make it worse? Did it, you know, maybe stay the same? And the reason I did that is because as people would send stuff in, and for the most part, they kind of stuck with it. But it, it kind of kept everything on a, uh, a similar playing field, so to speak. So... Anyway, the last few shows that I've done have been primarily movie stuff uh, and maybe sometimes even reviewing series. We started doing some stuff with Black Mirror, Ken and I, and then I was going to try and get Sid, uh, a friend of ours, to come in and do some stuff with us, and then we had trouble with Skype, and then I thought, oh, in the next couple of weeks we'll get it going, and then, bam, it's a year later. And it's funny, because in my head, when I because I do this show and I do Firearms Cafe, and even though I don't pit out uh, Firearm Cafe on a regular basis, I'm getting in front of the microphone, I'm editing stuff, I'm putting stuff up. So in my head, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm putting content out and this, that, and the other thing. And then what happens is you sort of neglect, or at least, well, I sort of neglect, let's, let's say it correctly. It seems like I always neglect one show over the other. And that's something I want to try and do better. I know I say it all the time and I never do it, but... I think one of the things that might help me is if I can get some sort of, oh, I don't even have a, not temporary co-host, but I guess like guest host with me that will come on for periods of at a time. And it may work out to where they, they may, it may morph in um, with, with the two or three people that I would like to kind of have come in and do the show with me. I know Ken is is always up for doing that, and I've I've got a couple other friends that I think would like to do that as well. Uh, And I don't know that we would have a thing where it would be, you know, a constant thing of maybe three or four of us, but I would like to have it be where, for the most part, there's me and another person, and then occasionally it will be me doing solo stuff. And we'll see how that's going to work out. Now, part of the idea that I have is, is what I want to do is pick maybe a particular series so let's uh, for instance let's talk about black mirror so we had done ken and i had done episode one of that and then we were we were going to bring in sid and it was kind of going to maybe be the three of us and we were going to go through and do the try and do the whole series was my 
original intent. And I would still like to do that. And what I would like to do that is between maybe the three of us, even if only two of us could do it at one time or another, you know, we, we can kind of sort of go through and get through the, the, uh, that anthology series. And it's going to be sort of the same thing. And I have, there's a, uh, I think it was on Netflix, a show called Anjan, A-J-I-N. I I don't have it in front of me, so I can't remember if that was the spelling. But it was about these uh, people that, in effect, if you had this, uh, I don't even know if you'd want to call it condition, but you have almost like this ghost thing that lives inside you and it makes you immortal but not but the 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 engines are are it's very rare so the story takes place in Japan and at the time they only know of maybe two and then our main character who's i think he's in high school i think he's i think he's supposed to be around maybe 17 years old or something like that uh, and then the animation style is different. And when I first started watching it, I thought, oh boy, I don't know if I'm going to like it. But you quickly kind of get into it. Um, it's almost very, I'm trying to think, it's almost like it's rotoscoped in, in a certain aspect. Um, but anyway, I, wanted, I want to, uh, I've got a person in mind that I would like to do that series with me. Then they've had uh, a season one and now they've got a season two out on Netflix and I've purposely not watched season two yet because I want to uh, get in touch with this individual and and see if he want number one if he even wants to do it uh, and if he doesn't that would be that you know my feelings won't be hurt that'd be fine either way um, but I would like to have kind of a second person again because that will kind of keep me honest then what we would what I would like to do is do one about once a week and so you know, maybe every Wednesday or something or whatever day we're going to do it on, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. So, uh, and, and also the thing is still open, like I had talked about before. If anybody wants to come on and they want to talk about a particular movie or a particular show, shoot me an email and, you know, I'm up for talking about movies and things like that. What's nice when you with, with the movies, when I do it, sometimes after I put the show out, and it's been a couple of weeks, I'll be thinking about it or I'll think, oh man, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have said that. And sometimes I think if you've got an extra person with you, it can kind of spur some of that stuff. You can kind of exhaust some things. So anyway, one of the movies, and I guess maybe this will be sort of a recommendation more so than, uh, than an actual review and how I do the reviews or how I like to do them or have done them in the past is in general, I'll talk about the sort of the first, I guess, act. If, if you think of a movie, most movies are structured in three act formats. So the first act usually kind of sets everything up and then the second and third acts, you know, give you, bring you to your conclusion and, and, um, and if anything is to be resolved, generally it gets resolved in the third act. And so usually you can talk about stuff in that first act, and it's not too much heavy on the spoilers. And so what I like to do is I generally will talk up to the movie up to a certain point, and then I'll stop, 
and then I'll say, okay, I'm going to play the outro music when I come back, then we'll go ahead and spoil the rest of the movie. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about the ending, we'll talk about things that are maybe reveals that happen, that type of stuff. So I, I'm planning on doing, and I've got some notes, and I pulled out some clips from it, I had gotten the other day, and I, I can't remember if I'd gotten it from Netflix or if I'd gotten it from maybe Redbox. Maybe I had a, a chance to get like a free one. A lot of times they'll send you that thing where they're like, you know, they give you a dollar twenty-five off, and so it's, it you know ends up being like two cents or something that you pay. But anyway, I'd gotten Purge Election, and I thought ah, it'd just be kind of a goofball. F- you know, kind of time waster movie a little bit. But as I watched it, I was like, oh man, there's, there, it, it was set up, I think, almost to kind of mirror sort of, you know, the conservatives versus the liberals and almost in a, in a thing of kind of like a Hillary Clinton type, archetype person, maybe a little bit. But anyway, uh, with a little bit of maybe Barack Obama thrown in kind of this senator out of nowhere type thing that comes in and wants to be this great uh, uh, reformer. I was almost going to say rehabilitator, but it's, it's more like a reformer type thing. So there was some, just some, the, the movie's not the greatest, and it, it's a little bit by the numbers. But there's a lot of, especially with a couple of the characters, there's a lot of, sort of hypocrisy in, in what they say and what they say their intentions are and then what their actions and what they do in the movie, it sort of proves the opposite. And I don't know if the movie is trying to do that. I don't think it was. I think that the movie thought that it was, it was that the character was sort of staying true to what the what they were saying but they really weren't anyway i'm hoping to do that maybe sometime next week uh, i have to get all that stuff edited and, and going in there so uh, and it may be a couple of weeks before i get that out so if you guys have seen that if you guys want to talk about that you know do like i said uh, shoot me an email do a recording send that and i'll play that out in the show uh, and that one i'll stick more with the format so even if you wanted to talk about certain reveals or certain endings of it, um, feel free to do that. Just know that what I'll probably do is I'll, if you do something like that, I'll chop up your review a little bit and put some of the stuff that would be maybe spoiler-ish or, or would reveal too much. I'll put that toward the back end uh, of the show when we come back and do all the spoilers and things like that. So what is the recommendation that I have for you guys? And if you can get a hold of it, this is a a fantastic movie. It is what you would call an an anthology movie, which aren't as popular as they used to be. If you, if you, uh, the movie, I'll I'll throw it out here real quick and I'll talk about some other stuff. The movie is called Wild Tales. And we'll talk a little bit about that here in a second. But if you look in the past, you know, these anthology type things, sort of kind of come and go uh, and it, it seems like you'll have a stream of two or three of them and maybe only one will actually be pretty good 
if you go back a few years, I think there was the ABCs of Horror. There was the ABCs of Horror 1 and 2. There was the VHS movies. Um, there was... If you go back even further, you have sort of the, um, was it Tales from the Dark Side type movie that they did? Or back in the 80s, and then you go even further back, if you go back into the 70s, there were some, the, the anthology type movies were pretty popular. And they actually had some that were, uh, that were pretty good. So... That is what the type of movie Wild Tales is. It's an anthology. There is six individual stories. The good thing about an anthology movie, if the movie isn't too long, if the overall length of the movie isn't too long, is, and depending on how many, how many anthologies you actually have, how many, how many individual stories you have. So in a movie that runs a couple of hours, if you've got six, seven stories, they'll zip along pretty quick. If you have a movie that's maybe two and a half hours or two hours again, but you've only got maybe three stories, sometimes those can kind of trudge along a little bit. This movie, I believe, was right around two hours, and there were six tales. Um, it's from it was it was done in two thousand and fourteen and it was from Argentina. And one of the things that sort of drew me to that when I was looking at some of the trailers on YouTube and I came across wild, a trailer for Wild Tales, one of the stars of one of the anthologies is a guy named Ricardo, we would probably just say it Darren, but it's probably like Doreen, uh, D-A-R-I-N. And I saw him in a movie, the first exposure I had to him was a movie... Uh, that was released back in 2005, and that was called The Aura. And it was about, he played a taxidermist who always kind of fantasized about the perfect crime. Not necessarily murdering anybody or anything like that, but basically doing a robbery, like how it would come off. And his character is a guy who, he uh, uh, he's super observant, he watches everything. And in fact, there he's in the bank with one of his friends, and he's talking to him about stuff and he's saying, you know, oh, I pay attention. I have all these details. And, and so the guy's like, <clears throat> excuse me, the guy's like, okay, smart ass. What was the serial number on, on the bags that like the, you know, like the Wells Fargo, the armored car guys are bringing in, they're bringing in and taking out money. He's like, what was the serial numbers on those two bags? And then he just looks at him and goes, oh, the first one was, you know, five, eight, three, two, one. The second one was two eight seven three one and then like the guy picks up the bag and something and sets it down and moves it and you can see the numbers again and uh, so what happens is through kind of a a series of uh, mishap type things I guess you could call it he ends up involved in a uh, a planned heist of a casino and there's these two other, I think there's two other guys. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. But there's two other guys that are uh, involved in it. And they know each other. And then they've, they've made contact with a guy who turned out to be the friend of uh, Ricardo Darren. 
but they they had never seen him. They had only kind of had uh, like email or, or uh, letters or things like that, and so they didn't know what this guy looked like. And then he has to go in, and, and when what he does is he sort of takes this opportunity to see if he can pull pull off the heist. And then the rest of the movie is so it's more of kind of like a thriller. The rest of the movie is more of you know can he do it? Will he get caught? How does he? Is he in over his head? Does he know what he's doing? That type of thing. So anyway, getting back to Wild Tales. Uh, so I would normally kind of talk about sort of and go through each individual tale. But I don't think I want to do that on this one. And especially since I'm sort of in the uh, in the truck and as... Uh, uh, and I don't really have the you know the computer in front of me, and I don't really have any notes in front of me that I would normally have taken. I'm kind of just doing this off the cuff. And part of the reason why I don't want to do that is because the stories are so short. There were a couple I thought that kind of ran on a little long, and I thought that could have been shortened up a little bit here and there. But for the most part, they move along at a pretty quick pace. And because they do that, there's a couple of the stories that they take a little bit more time with where I thought they should have kept that pace going. But anyway, because some of the stories are so short, I'll end up kind of giving away too much. But what we'll do is, so the, uh, like I said, the movie came out in 2014. It's an Argentinian movie. And it's called Wild Tales. It starts off, there's a story about and I'll try and keep this stuff as vague as possible. There's a, a a story about two people meet and they find out that they have a couple of things in common. And then it kind of it goes from there. There's also a story of a restaurant where uh, there's a, a waitress and then the female cook, like the head cook, and a guy comes in who the waitress recognizes basically as, as a loan shark that had basically ruined her, her family life when she was a kid. Uh, and then that's all I kind of want to say about that. Then there's an incident of road rage. And some of this stuff, if you, if you look at the trailer, you'll get some of this stuff off of the trailer. But there's an incident of road rage between... Uh, two guys, two men. The next story is about a guy who is a demolitions expert. And this is the story that stars Ricardo Durin. And it was one of, even though he's one of my favorite actors, it probably wasn't my favorite story of the movie. It was good. But I, I, there was a couple other of the of the stories in the anthology that I liked better. But it's 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 still very well done. And it was, I would say it's probably like number two out of the out of the ones as far as I was if I was going to rank it. There is another one where, and again, you find this out within the first probably minute of this story. There's been a hit and run accident uh, of people that it's the son of people that are very wealthy, and then kind of what are they going to what are they going to try and do type deal? Uh, and then the last story takes place at 
the wedding and what you see is kind of what happens at the reception so it picks up right after you don't even see the wedding i don't remember right i don't remember i can't remember if you see any of the wedding at all i think what you see is uh, it opens up i think showing pictures of the parents and then showing the, the picture of the bride and the groom when they were little and growing up and stuff like that and then it's kind of what transpires from there but all in all, I would highly recommend the movie. It got several, I think it got nominated for Best maybe Foreign Picture or something like that. Um, but it's well worth, it's, it's definitely well worth a watch. It is, of course, uh, subtitled, so if you don't like subtitles, I don't think there's a dubbed version of it. I'm so used to watching uh, a lot of uh, foreign language films that I'm so used to reading the subtitles that it's funny. I've talked about this before, but when I remember the movie, I remember them as speaking in English because I've read, I've read the subtitle and it's kind of translated back. I don't, I don't remember like seeing the subtitles and everything. Now there is some stuff, you know, with that, that I'm sure kind of gets lost in translation. And we've talked a little bit about that before. But I do think that there is a lot of value in in getting to, to hear the actor's voice, getting to hear their, their own emotional take on stuff, because you can still pick up on the emotions even if you don't have if you don't have an understanding of that particular language. I watch a lot of uh, Japanese films, a lot of Chinese films. Uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of Korean stuff too. There's in fact there's a ton of of South Korean stuff, and there's in fact Net, Netflix, excuse me, has a lot of uh, South Korean content, and there are some really good movies. There's some ones on there that are kind of stinkers that they get, but for the most part, you're getting sort of the cream of the crop that's coming over. So uh, anyway kind of speaking about some of that lost in translation, I don't think you get it as much maybe because it's more of a Western uh, civilization, even though it's foreign to, you know, us as, as uh, American viewers, um, you still, you, you still have kind of a, more of a European kind of set that we're, that we're sort of used to as American viewers as watching that type of thing. And I think some of that stuff maybe is a little bit more universal just because we're, I think, more familiar with some of the culture. Uh, and some of the cultural tropes would be a little bit more similar. And so that's that's why a lot of times not being familiar... And you would get this in any foreign language film. unless you're Unless you're familiar with that language... You're not going to pick up on an accent. You're not unless you just watch a ton of those movies. You don't really pick up on the accents. Uh, so something, let's say, like in a Japanese or a Korean film, maybe the way that the one of the characters is talking is the, a Japanese audience would say, "Oh, well, this guy's from the country," or "This guy's, you know, is has a very erudite accent." 
but we don't pick up on that or at all. Or the, the way that these people are speaking, especially since some of the Japanese gangster movies, I had a friend uh, point this out to me a long time ago. He'd be like, and, and he was Japanese, and he was saying, oh, well, the, you can't tell, but the way that they're speaking in that movie is very like crude and kind of thuggish the way that they're they're speaking in a normal polite Japanese society they wouldn't speak that way you know you you wouldn't it would be considered very rude to speak in in that manner so and you know if if, if somebody who was not uh let's say German or something like that and they weren't familiar with the different American accents you know they they may not pick up on the fact, oh, this guy is supposed to be from Texas, or this guy is supposed to be from the South, or this guy is supposed to be maybe from, you know, the Cape or up in Massachusetts or up, up north somewhere, like in Fargo, that type of, you know, that, how they had the sort of the over-exaggerated accents in there. So anyway, i uh, starting to ramble a little bit, and I think um, we're, we're fast approaching probably about the 30-minute mark. So I will go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, like I said, I am, I've am i got some of the clips for Purge election year. So if you guys have any thoughts on that, even if you call in and say, oh, it was a horrible movie, <laughs> that's fine too. Every, every opinion is welcome. Um, let me go ahead and give you the contact info, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. I probably next week will be able to tell you guys whether or not I'm going to be able to get some of those co-hosts lined up to be able to do some stuff and it may be that we have to wait a little bit until uh, a couple of them have kids so uh, until things uh, maybe calm down and some of the kiddos go back to school i know that that's been with me this uh, this summer we've we've uh, traveled some and then we've had uh, things where i've had to run around a lot with my daughter and everything and taking her here and there and doing this and that and in fact the last firearms cafe i was able to do because i was sitting around waiting for her to she was doing this kind of like a cooking class camp type thing and so i had some i had some time at the, one of the malls to sit down and do a show um, but uh, like i said school is going to start out here pretty quick and uh, we'll we'll sort of go from there. But anyway, let's let me go ahead and give you that contact info, and then we'll wrap it up. So the phone number again, if you want to do that again, you're limited to 90 seconds. Is Google Voice, but it's free, uh, which is 206-745-2731. If you wanted to send in an email or send in your own audio. The email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. All right, guys, I think that is going to do it. And I will talk to you next time, my monkeys. <laughs> <laughs>